You're listening to the Do the Damn Thing podcast with Liz Heron, episode 29. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Do the Damn Thing podcast. My name is Liz Heron, and I am your personal cheerleader, helping you get off your butt and on your way to trying something new, facing your fears, or realizing your dreams. No matter what your damn thing is, whether it's asking for a raise at work, organizing your house, getting out of that toxic relationship, or pursuing your passion project, this show will provide you with real-world, tangible tips and inspiration so you can live the life you deserve. If you're ready to do the damn thing, then you have come to the right place. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now let's jump in. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Thursday or Friday or whatever day you are listening to this. Happy day, friends. I hope you are having a fantastic day. I am. I got a new planner recently and I am loving it. I know. I know. We just wrapped a whole month of talking about time and time management and planners. Well, if you listen to that series, you know that I was having a bit of a love-hate relationship with my daily planner from Next Level. Well, last week, I went back to a planner that I used last year that I really loved, which was the, uh, the Day Designer. They have a collaboration with Target. And while I was shopping for something else, I saw this planner. Isn't that always the way with Target? Has there ever been a time when you went in for one thing and left with just that one thing? I mean, if so, then you're my hero and I have a lot to learn from you because that is not me. I mean, I've started walking to my local Target in order to control what I buy because I can only buy what I can carry home. <laughs> um, anyway, I saw the planner and this is a great time of year to get a planner, by the way, because they release all the school year versions, right? So Usually I like to use the calendar year versions, but I made an exception this time and I'm really glad I did. I was really struggling with the next level planner and um, which is kind of the, just the format of it. And um, I think the fact that it was, it's it's not, I think it's 90 days. I think it's only a 90 day planner. Um, But anyway, the day designer is a daily planner and it has an hourly schedule section, a to-do section and a note section all on one page, like all on each page for every day. So it also has an area to list the three priorities for the day. It's basically the holy grail of planners for me because it even has on Saturday and Sunday, it has hourly schedule areas, which is really helpful now because all three kids are in activities and I need to track practices and class times. And um, I'm somebody who writes my schedule, right? Like in the the hourly schedule section. And then I also have a to-do section and Then I kind of will write random notes to myself about things. And so it's, I love it. I'm so happy. I feel so much more put together. (laughs) I will post a picture of the planner pages on the show notes if you're interested in checking it out and seeing if it would work for you. Um, Okay, I'm done with planner talk. Although, if you have any questions, I'll happily answer them. We can can keep talking planners. But uh, one of the reasons why I'm so excited that I have this planner is because, uh, and it dives into today's topic, is because I'm doing this thing called the 75 hard challenge, the planner is helping me keep all of that on track. So let's talk 75 hard challenge. So if you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen me posting in my stories about the 75 hard challenge. I kind of post a daily um, update on it. If you aren't following me on Instagram, you absolutely should be. And you can find me at Ms. Liz Heron. That's M-S-L-I-Z-H-E-R-O-N. Anyway, 
I've gotten a lot of messages from folks asking for more info on the challenge um, or saying they could never do something like this challenge. And so I wanted to do an episode where I talk about what the challenge is, who it's for, why I decided to do it, and a little bit about what it's been like so far and what some of the struggles have been. So what is the 75 hard challenge? It is a mental strength challenge created by Andy Frisella, who is the host of the MFCEO podcast. And it is not a weight loss or fitness challenge, although there is a fitness aspect to it. But the main part, the main objective of the challenge is to increase your mental strength, your mental toughness, your grit, your resilience. Um, and the challenge is 75 days long. And there are five tasks that you need to complete every day for 75 consecutive days. Consecutive is the keyword. If you fall off, you have to start over no matter what day you're on. So if you make it to day 74 and you miss a task, you're back to square one. If you make it to day 10, 23, day five, you have to start over, which is what I had to do. So which I'm going to talk about more. Um, I'll talk more about that later in the show. But first up, here are the five tasks that you have to do each day as part of the challenge. One, you have to exercise twice a day for 45 minutes. And it doesn't matter what the exercise is, but one of these sessions must be outdoors. Okay. Number two, you have to drink a gallon of water. Three, you have to pick a diet or eating plan and stick to that plan. So I'm doing a macro-based eating plan, but if calorie counting or macros isn't your thing, that's okay. If you're someone who prefers Weight Watchers or keto or Brightline eating, whole third, whatever it is, right? Maybe you want to do no sugar, no flour for the challenge. It's up to you. The only no-no that goes for everyone is no alcohol for the 75 days. Number four, you have to read a minimum of 10 pages every day of a growth mindset book or material, right? Or personal development book, whatever you want to call it, self-help, right? It has to be nonfiction. Um, it really is. The point is to work on your mindset, which is great because I have like a ton of books that I've either bought or started. And, you know, and so it's like this challenge has been so great because I'm able to be like, finally, I'm going to like finish these books that I've started or that I've meant to read. Uh, and then the last thing is that you take one progress picture every day. So even though this is more of a mental challenge, right? You are changing your eating habits and changing your activity habits, then there's going to be a physical change at the end of the 75 days. And this is a great way to see the progression. I also like this. At first I was like, why do I have to do it every day? I like this because there's not, you're not going to really see a big difference from day to day, but I just kind of checked back at like day one versus now where I'm at like day 16. And it's like, oh, there is a little bit of a change. Like, I like that you're not constantly expecting like some big giant change. Whereas like if you were taking the picture once a week, you'd be more tempted to kind of look back at it. Like I have found that like by day 16 now, it's like the progress pick is just, I just take it and whatever. Like there's no like, oh, let me look cute. Let me put the right lighting or whatever. It's like, nope, let me just take it and go. And I think there's, um, I don't know. I think that's probably a good thing. Okay. So as I went through the list, I'm going to play a little extra. Like I bet your brain was either saying, like, as I went through each thing, your brain either said, I can totally do that. That'd be easy. Right. Or it was saying, 
I could never do that. That's too hard. Depending on the task, right? Some people say a gallon of water, they're like, done. I do that already. Or, um, you know, work out twice a day or work out outside or stick to an eating plan. Like, there's some things that people are going to say, I can totally do that. And then there's going to be things in that list that you absolutely are positive you can't do, or your brain's just going to say to you, I can never do that. And I want you to get curious if when that happens about why that is. Like, what are the reasons? Why do you think that you could ever do that? What's the story that you're telling yourself about your own abilities? I want you to look at what your brain tells you and know that everything it says is neither true nor false, unless you believe it, right? I know there's some quote and I'm going to totally mess it up and or like not even remember who said it, but it's one of those things where it's like, whether you think you can or think you can't, like you're right either way, right? So that's again, like it's not true or false until you believe it. It's whatever you believe. So before you come up with a list of excuses about why you can't do this challenge, why it's crazy, why I need my head examined, (laughs) I could never do that. I just want you, I just want to say to you that I think anyone that's listening to the show right now can do this challenge. 100%. I believe you're capable of doing it. But like anything else, you have to want to do it. You have to want to push yourself out of your comfort zone. This challenge is for people who want to blow their own mind and show themselves what they're capable of when they just decide to do something. And like I always think about when I I did a triathlon a few years ago, more than a few years now, but I remember when I did it and people would say to me like, oh, I could never do that. And I will always say for almost any of these challenges, whether it's a mental challenge or like a physical challenge, a fitness challenge, I 100% wholeheartedly believe that if I can do it, you can do it. Because I don't think that I have, you know, I don't know that I'm like, you know, super fit or all these things. Like you, it's just a commitment. It's just a decision. You just have to decide. And so I, I always say, if I can do it, you can do it. The difference is that you have to want to do it. Right. So, um, you know, I'm going to talk about a little about why I'm doing this, but like with this challenge, there's so much that you get to decide to what to do, right? So it's like, you, it's up to you what books to read. You get to decide what your food protocol is. You get to decide what the workouts are. You can make the workouts anything you want. You can make them a walk with a friend. It can be a video from YouTube, you know, at home. It can be a workout class. It can be a bike ride. It could be, you know, the possibilities are endless. It's really, it's whatever, you know, ideas you can come up with, right? So the workouts can be whatever you want because this isn't a fitness challenge. You're not doing this to lose weight necessarily. I'm not, I know that I'm not, right? It's a challenge to put yourself first. It's a challenge to be mindful about what you put into your body and your mind. It's about making a commitment and we can all do that right? Like that, there's no like fitness bar for that. Like we can all make a commitment. And so that's a big reason. Um, it's a big part of why I'm doing the challenge. So I was introduced to this challenge, um, by the owner of my gym and, uh, by the a man by the name of Corey Edmond. And Corey started the challenge in the spring of this year. And it was so inspiring to see him commit to the program and lead from the front because I mean, after all, Corey owns, I think he owns like three gyms at this point. And, you know, he's trying to motivate people to, you know, work out and get fit. 
And, you know, Corey is the first to admit that he kind of slid a little bit, right? And so how can he motivate his clients to do their best when he wasn't willing to commit to doing his? And as coaches, whether, you know, it's a fitness coach or a life coach, a heartbreak coach, business coach, you are your first client always. Before you can teach someone else, you have to go through the transformation yourself. You have to be willing to do the work first which means coaches are always looking to challenge themselves and grow. And while I'm not a fitness coach per se, I do help clients with weight loss. And as you know, if you listen to the show regularly, one of my goals this summer was to start loving my body more and approaching food and fitness from a place of self-love rather than self-loathing. So a big reason I wanted to do this challenge was so that I could show my clients What happens when you look at your body through a lens of self-love rather than self-loathing? What's the difference? What changes? In the past, I took on fitness challenges or goals because I wanted to change my body and all the things I didn't like. I was like, oh, I, even when I did like a half marathon, I was like, oh, it's to tone up my legs or it's to, you know, it it was always like this idea that I had to like change something or tweak something. And this time around, I'm doing it for reasons that are rooted in self-love and growth. That's a big difference. Um, As I watched Corey and some other members of my gym take on the challenge, I kept wondering, like, what kind of transformation would I see at the end of 75 days? Who would I be? Could I do it? How would it change me? Like, I just got so curious about that. Like, what would I learn about myself? And so... I love those kinds of questions, just getting curious about like, what could that be? I wonder, I wonder. And I have been having some mind drama about or around whether or not I can achieve the goals I've set for myself in my business. And it's been bringing up all sorts of things for me. And so I decided to take this challenge to, um, to give my brain evidence that I can do the hard work it takes to reach a goal that I can stick with it until I reach the finish line. That every day is an opportunity for growth and transformation, even if it's just a little bit, even if it's just a little tiny, tiny bit of growth, (laughs) a little micro transformation. So, and I feel like I, I had been missing that. Like I, so I wanted to see what I'm capable of when I commit, when I really commit to going all in on this. No shortcuts, no cheat days, just me and my goal. And um, I'm super excited about that. And so lastly, I'm doing this challenge because putting myself first is something I struggle with. I will put everyone else's wants above my needs. And I think a lot of women do this. I think a lot of moms do this. Um, I think kind of depending on how you were raised, like, you know, if you... um, you know, have any, you know, parents with, um, you know, alcohol or drug abuse issues. I think this is something that you see a lot. And it's been a really slow realization for me recently that like, it is okay for me to state my wants and needs. Like it's okay to let other people adjust to those. And it's, it's a daily struggle. Like even just saying that, I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Should I, (laughs) 
<laughs> but this challenge is, it's another way for me to practice putting myself and my goals first daily, right? So again, it's that all in all, this challenge is a great way for me to practice things that I want to learn um, or that I want to teach other people. Um, they're areas of growth that I really want to move into. And what's so great about this is like whatever your intention is going into the challenge, whatever it is that you're, why the reason why you're doing it, like that's, it's going to change for everybody, right? It's going to be something different. Um, but again, for me, it was about this idea that I get to practice putting myself and my goals first every single day. And I have to be very planful about workouts and food choices and about making time to do the daily reading. Right. And, um, and when I don't, I definitely see the effects. So, which brings me to struggles, 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 and Lord, oof, (laughs) I feel like every day there's there's a little bit of a struggle at least, right? Even if it's like a picture perfect day in in other ways and I hit macros and I drank all my water, like there's something where it's like, oh, right, I forgot to read or like, so it's, uh, so I'm currently on day 16 of attempt number two of the 75 hard challenge. And um, so yeah, my first attempt lasted just five days and I jumped into the challenge with little preparation and I was basically winging it each day for that first attempt, which I, I don't think it's a surprise to pe- like to people that know me because I am a bit of a joiner. Like if someone's like, Hey, do you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it right now. Let's go. Like, it's not like, let me plot this out. And you know, I'm, it's like, let's jump into experiences. I'm very big on that. And so, but, um, with the first attempt, I wasn't really telling anyone that I was even doing the challenge because I think I was scared of failing. I think I told a couple of people, I, I had like a dinner with some coaches and mentioned it there. Um, but that was really it. I really wasn't broadcasting it. And so at the end of day five, it was, um, I think it was like a Friday. Yeah, it was a Friday because I started Monday. And so it was Friday night. It's 11 o'clock. I'm tired from the week. The kids, you know, are in bed. Um, I had a pulled muscle and so I couldn't go for a walk, like an outdoor walk, but instead I, like I still had to do my outdoor workout. It was 11 o'clock because I put it off. Um, and so I went to the community pool out at Tyler's and to swim and it was closed because of course it was because it was 11 o'clock <laughs> and I had put off this swim all day. i had had basically all day to do it and I just melted down. Like my brain was so tired from white knuckling it for the last five days, right? Like from trying to figure out food and trying to figure out workouts. And like, I was just kind of ping ponging for those five days and my brain just shut down. Like I couldn't think of a single thing to do as an outdoor exercise that like wouldn't aggravate this pulled muscle. Um, and I just, I totally threw in the towel. Like I just, I cried and I just started to mentally beat myself up about, you know, how I couldn't even finish this and all these things. And, and then I stopped myself and, you know, like the part of my brain that was like, this isn't helpful (laughs) to go over. It's like, hi, this is what you coach people on. (laughs) You coach people on how to like stop this mind drama. So I stopped myself and I made my brain evaluate 
the last five days, right? What worked, what didn't work, what would I need to do differently in attempt number two? Um, and this is a big part of, um, actually, I was, this is something that I recommend to my clients do when you are spinning in mind drama, like is just write it all down and, you know, your brain will spin and spin and spin. But once you write things down, you're able to see them more clearly. And your brain also likes to complete things. So doing the like showing it what worked, what you need to do differently, you know, that sort of thing. It lets your brain complete the the experience and go, oh, okay, this is what we learned from it. Okay, we're moving on. And so I um so yeah, so I wrote all that stuff down. I kind of put them in the three different columns. And then looking at that page in my journal, I decided that I was starting over. Like the stuff that I had in under the what would I need to do differently column, it wasn't like, you know, get new legs. <laughs> be, you know, be thinner. It wasn't all these things that like I couldn't do. It was like, oh, you know, you need to, there's a couple of things to set yourself up for success. So looking at that list, I decided I'm starting over. Right. So I gave my pulled muscle a couple of days to heal and I started 75 hard take two on Monday, August 26th. And here's what I did differently. Okay. Here's what I learned from my first attempt. So you can, you can take with it. And if you decide to do it, you can take these into account is I blocked out time on my calendar. And I know you guys are tired of hearing about the calendars and the planners. But if you do not make time for the things that are important to you, then you're not going to get to them. Like you have to put them in your calendar. You have to put them in a planner. And if you're somebody who, you know, it's like this doesn't seem spontaneous or I like to, you know, be a free spirit or whatever. It's like being planful and mindful of your time. It's going to give you back more time because you're going to stop spinning and you're going to you're going to stop not knowing what to do or like you're going to stop taking way too much time for something, right? Like you're going to have it in your calendar and that's the time you're going to have to do it. And so that was definitely something that I did was to just really put stuff in my calendar. And that was another reason why I'm super excited about that planner I talked about in the beginning of the show was because the next level planner was not allowing me to do what I needed to do and plan the way I, I my brain planned. So it's been much better with this new planner. And I now have, you know, my priorities and and the things, you know, everything goes right in the calendar. Like, you know, I start doing it. Um, I do the, you know, month in advance, but then like the weekly one. And so there's no more leaving things up to, up to chance, right? So like I take my progress picture every morning before I go to the gym and I do my 10 pages of reading over coffee. Like it's like, I'm just kind of like building these into habits I already have which is helpful. That's another little tip there that I'm throwing in is to build your new habits um, on existing habits that you have. Um, I take an evening walk as my outdoor exercise. And I do that either alone or with anyone that wants to join me in the house, right? And so like, instead of just watching TV, now we're going for a walk, which is nice. Um, And if I need to move workouts, I move them once and then commit. So if I have to move my evening walk to the morning because of evening plans, I move it and I do it right in the past. I would have been like, Oh, I guess I can't do that walk tomorrow. Oh, I'll figure out time to do it. I'll do it when I can. I'll figure it out tomorrow. Nope. Now I move it and that's the new time and that's it. We only move it one time. 
And so um, I'm still really struggling with the food stuff. And I say that as someone who it's like almost three o'clock in the afternoon when I'm recording this and I haven't had lunch yet. And I'm supposed to be eating like every, I don't know, probably two, probably three hours, every three hours, two to three hours. Um, and I just don't like, it's been really hard for me to kind of stay in that schedule and eat when I'm not hungry. And so I haven't, I haven't been planning my meals ahead of time as much as I should be. And, or as much as I could be trying not to, to shoot on myself (laughs) as much as I could be. And, um, so sometimes I wind up with like crazy macros at the end of the night. Right. So it's like if I do like now I'll eat a late lunch at like three and then I might not be hungry until, you know, dinner. And then like I still have a bunch of stuff I need to eat. And so I don't know. I feel like in the last two weeks I've had I've had like these random we'll call them desserts or like bedtime snacks that are like a bowl of, you know, steamed sweet potatoes or like peanut butter toast or, you know, cottage cheese and fruit or um. I don't know. I've I've had some weird stuff. Like poor Tyler's usually like, what in the world is she eating now? But <laughs> the other adjustment I'm trying to make is to eat breakfast. I lean more toward intermittent fasting in the morning, which means I don't I, like I'll have coffee, um, but then I might not be hungry to eat anything until around lunchtime. But with these macros and the calories that I have to hit, it, by doing that, then I have like these huge meals that then I'm really not hungry to eat. So I'm still working on that. That's every day. That's a little bit of an adjustment. And I think I'm just going to have to learn to, um, make certain staples and like have the same thing every day so that I know, okay, breakfast is this and, you know, um, afternoon snacks are this or bedtime snacks are this so that it's a little less crazy. Um, oh, the other big struggle for me is drinking all of that water. Like, I know we need water (laughs) and I know I should drink more water, but damn, a gallon is a lot of water. And if I don't keep up with it during the day, then I'm drinking a whole bunch of water before bedtime, which means I'm up and down to the bathroom like five times a night and not getting enough sleep. You know, it's like, it's like this whole like domino effect, right? Like if I don't drink enough water in the morning, like I'm not, if I'm not conscious about drinking it throughout the day, then I have to guzzle it at night which means I'm up, which means I don't get a lot of sleep. So then I'm tired from my workout in the morning. It's like a whole, yeah. So the water is, it's a lot of water. And, you know, I've got my great gallon jug that I, I've shown on Instagram and I think I've linked here once before, but I'll link it again. Um, And so it's this great gallon jug that I cart around with me and it's, you know, reminds me of how much more I have to drink and stuff, but it's just still a lot of water when you're not used to drinking that much water. Um, the biggest struggle I have is I think overall is every day reminding myself to put myself first. Right. So again, like the drinking of the water and like the eating of the breakfast and the food and like reminding myself that like, oh yeah, like I should have my like morning snack like now instead of like, oh, I'll do it after I... I don't know, you know, do the laundry or after I like, I can come up with a bunch of different things that I could put again before that as a priority. And so I'm really working, um, 
I'm just really working on that. And so to, you know, kind of do the, the, those things to make those things a priority before everything else. The good news is that I get to practice that every day and I get to learn from it every day when <laughs> every day I struggle. <laughs> with it. But I would like to think that in 60 days from now, which will be, you know, the end of the 75 hard, I will be leaps and bounds from where I am right now. And that's exciting. That's really exciting to think about, right? So um, if you are interested in doing this challenge, and I, like I said before, I think anyone listening to this can absolutely do this. You are absolutely capable of doing this. If you are interested in doing this challenge, definitely check out the Andy Frisella podcast episode where he lays it all out. Um, check out the show notes at www.dothedamthingshow.com for the link. And I'll, I'll link everything in the show in the show notes for this episode. But um, one thing I will warn you about is there is a lot of cursing in that episode. And like, I'm, I'm okay with cursing. I curse. I grew up in Queens. Like, <laughs> like cursing. I am no stranger to, to cursing. There's a lot of cursing in that episode. Like even for you, it was a lot. Like I, I think about halfway through, I was like, Oh boy. Like I paused it. I was like, okay. All right. Like, but What's great is that Andy is so passionate and he lays out his thinking behind the program in a way that only he can. So I do recommend it. Uh, just warning, you may need to pause it and kind of like, I don't know, shake out your ears a little bit from from all the, all the curse words. Okay, so I hope that that answered your questions about the challenge and why I'm doing it. And if 75 hard is not your thing, but you do have a goal that you're working toward that you feel like you're stalled in or you're not really sure what to do next, let's chat because a coach could be just what you need. So if you're interested in setting up a call with me, just send me an email at hello at lizheron.com. Okay, friends, don't forget to leave a review for the show if you're enjoying it and follow me on Instagram to follow along with this uh, 75 hard challenge journey. Okay. Have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved what you heard, please subscribe, share with your friends, or leave a review on iTunes. As we grow the show, I would love to hear from you. What damn thing did you accomplish this week? Is there a topic you're dying for me to explore on the show? Be sure to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Do The Damn Thing Show and let me know. I can't wait to connect with you and hear all about the action you're taking in your life. In the meantime, get out there and do the damn thing.